It's that time of the week. It's Trent Thomas. This is a big bad idea. It's Jake Bull. The refereeing this week is crap. You're listening to the Four Pointers Podcast. Here we are, the first episode of the Four Pointers Fantasy Frenzy, the spin-off of the wildly unpopular Four Pointers podcast. I'm joined, as always, by the sports junkie, Jake Bull. Hey, Trent. How's it going? Fantastic, because it's Fantasy League season. I could literally play Fantasy League every day. I'd sell my mum's soul for 24-7 Fantasy League. I'm chomping at the bit to get this season started. Yeah, yeah. Had a good end to the season last year. Uh, now in our league, you, you wrapped up the Premiership, so your first one. Uh, how'd you feel about that one? Um, I deserve about 10. So I'll, I'll take one, but I would have I've been robbed so many times. I was well due. You somehow, you somehow produced a miracle minor premiership. Yeah, on the uh, came down to the last week and uh, snuck away with the the minor mm. premiership, and uh, it's the first one for me as well. So I'll uh, I'll take it while I can before my terrible fall from grace uh, the, for this season. As much as I love talking about my many successes in fantasy league, I don't think people are tuning in for podcasts on our league specifically. They're tuning in for advice on how they can be a champion, just like me. True. So uh, we'll get started with. The thing, while our rules and while our advice, it can be generally applied to both Super Coach and NRL Fantasy, and will most likely win you a premiership. Either way, we are specifically talking about NRLs, NRL.com.au's Fantasy League system and points and money, etc. So, team list came out today, Jake. It was a disappointing day for a lot of um, Fantasy League coaches. Primarily due to a few potential cheapies getting buggered. Jono Ford, probably the main one, not even in the team. Yep. Kolo Matangi, he was hoping he'd get the starting second row spot, but it went to um, Jacob, Host. Jacob Host, who has been a starting second row before and didn't deliver the results that people would love. So that wasn't a cash cow people were hoping for. Andrew Davies got a bench spot, which ruled him out of potential keep. Uh, Cheapy categories, the but those were around the you know the mid three hundreds to the mid four hundreds where they had to be starting for it to be a decent cash investment. Stefano, I'll let you say he's on your team, so you can say his last name. Ukumatano, I think it is. Yeah, so he came in at like bit be- be- base bottom price. Yeah. So even though he didn't get a starting spot, he's on a bench with three forwards. You can kind of be like, I can make some money off of that. Yeah. So there's a difference between that type of cheapy and your Andrew Davies and your Jono Fours and your Kalamatangis that had to be starting, but uh, yeah, people wouldn't be too happy today with that team list. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting ones still within there. The other one that we didn't mention was around the Warriors, around Ben Murdoch, Masilla. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of talk around coming back from the Super League, uh, played in a real... Yeah, for the Tigers, uh, a long time ago, has come back and uh, and was, Penrith Panthers. Yeah, exactly, and uh, was looking like a good option as a mid ranger, uh, but has been named on the bench, which will which will hurt a lot yeah. of teams that, that were looking to, to have him in. Similar to the Jacob Host thing, Bailey Siren, not known as a a big point creator, but there is some good news. The most popular player in the league, Dane Laurie. Was named a fullback. There was no silly buggers from Michael Maguire. He picked who everyone thought he was going to pick. And Dane Laurie, after 
lining up the trials is playing fullback for the Tigers. Yeah, the only uh, sort of call out and thing to be worried about with there is is uh, as Adam Dewey suspended for round one, so you'd think he would come back into the team at five eight. So it's only a matter of whether Moses Mbai uh, starts or moves back to fullback, or he uh, potentially plays at fourteen because you've got Tommy Talau at fourteen this week. So potentially, mm. I think he could be a, a fourteen mm. option next week, which means Dane Laurie hopefully uh, will retain his place. I think everyone's crossing their fingers and toes for sure, but. You think conventional wisdom means Dan Laurie's it's his spot to lose. But let's hope him everyone is wish I'm I'm thinking he's about a seventy percent buy rate, so I think everyone's crossing their fingers collectively hoping that he he's goes well and we can all make some good money. I think the other probably the second most popular cash cow potential, who's a bit more expensive, is Connor Watson, who's moved from being a bench utility to starting lock for the Knights, and he looks like he's putting on a solid 10 kilos in muscle. He also said uh, throughout the off-season that he's got a new running coach, so hopefully that cuts down his lower leg injuries that have affected his career. He's coming back off an Achilles tendon injury, which, while it's not as devastating to an NRL player, for someone who got by on speed and athleticism isn't great, but Hopefully move to the forwards and packing on some muscle will make make the adjustment pretty good. He was an absolute gun when he started in 2019 playing hooker. He was putting in like 65 to 70 point range. So you'd hope that he can be a similar type of impact player playing at lock and getting more minutes. Yeah, looking at the, the, the bench there, a lot of them are prop forwards there. So you'd imagine he would play good minutes, hopefully too, uh, going forward. So... Uh, definitely an option if you don't have him in your team. Yeah, has definitely should be in there uh, for for round one. Yeah, the issue is Barnett could move across the lock and play a lot of lock from the second row spot, and it's not sure what the rotation is going to look like once like Lawson Fitzgibbon is back and there's a few others. But before Lawson Fitzgibbon got injured, it had been confirmed that Connor Watson was going to play lock. What that minute distribution is like with a usually an eighty minute second row coming off the bench, we'll have to wait and see. But I think you'll see most teams you're lining up against this week will have Connor Watson in their team. For sure. I think the other popular buy that has made it in the team, in the team list, is Tino. Tino Fassa Matali. Teamwork makes the dream work, am I right? That's it. Uh, a few others. Uh, Jordan Ricky got the starting second row spot, which everyone was hoping for. Uh, Dylan Walker got the fullback spot. Which is impo- which no one was sure where Des Hassel was going to go replacing Tommy Turbo. That's what we're looking at four to six weeks. Yeah, and I think uh, points. and in the trial into the trial game with Tigers and Manly and mm. uh, uh, Morgan Harper played at, at fullback there, and I thought he did, did pretty well. Um, was really safe uh, in defence, and I thought he probably would have been the the pick, but they've gone with Dylan Walker uh, and Brad Parker um, comes into the side at centre. So uh, mm. yeah, obviously a short term option. With Dylan Walker at fullback, but um, we'll probably get more more points and more, uh, I guess, uh, stats uh, playing at fullback. So definitely one to, to keep in mind uh, for the especially for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, Bulldogs also had some good uh, cheapy options. They had Averillo at five eight and yep. Jack Hetherington at pro- starting prop. They're both under three fifty k by according to NRL. So that's a those are pretty good potential options when you're looking for starters. And the other ones I had on my list was um, Simonson and Fusatua as potential cheapies in the back line. Simonson played a lot of bench minutes for Canberra last year, which brings his score down. Normally when he starts, you can maybe hope for a 30-point game. Fusatua didn't play much last year due to COVID, so he's 
scores are much lower. I did get burned with him early in the season. I did have him uh, to start the season and did get some low scores. So he's a risk uh, with that one. Does uh, does get some tries, which yeah. helps. But yeah, he's a, he's a watcher. Fool you twice, Jake. That's it. If yeah. you pick him and he burns you, it's all on you, buddy. Yeah, I'm not uh, definitely not putting in my team, but uh, he's uh, another option, like you said, at that that cheap scale. Yeah. Looking at with quickly going through the team lists. Obviously, I can't get all these players that I've listed, but going through the team list, some other potential good cheapy options that are under 500,000 would be Corey Allen, starting fullback for the Bulldogs, Jaden Braley, starting hooker for the Knights, for sure. Paul Momorowski, playing at centre for Panthers. Centre's always a real tricky position to pick. Anthony Milford, coming in quite low, considering he used to be close to a million-dollar player. Now he's about 40% of that. But he played his best football when Kevin Walters was the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. And now Kevin Walters is the head coach. So you'd hope that he'd be able to get a bit more out of his former star pupil. Yeah, the other one that we haven't really touched on yet, um, and given the team list, should uh, look to play close to 80 minutes, is, is Jacob Little for the Tigers. So uh, his, his his numbers obviously have been uh, crueled by his injuries he's had over the last couple of years. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Tommy Talao on the bench, so you wouldn't imagine he might play maybe if there's an injury. Um, so that looks like Maguire, Michael Maguire's. Uh, happy for for Jacob Little to to play close to eighty, so uh, at uh, at three hundred and four k, he's definitely um, one that should be in your team as well. Yeah, I think everyone was hoping that Jake Simpkins would be picked because he was at the bare bottom price, but Jacob Little's not a bad consolation prize for people looking to make money. I think we've jumped right into who you should buy, who was in the team list, what you should do, but I think also talking about general team building strategy is important. I think it's become a pretty commonly accepted strategy now that you get some what I call tempole players, which are your really good star players. You spend a lot of money on them. Then you flush the rest of the team out of players that you want to make money so you can then sell them and buy better players. I think in the past, there was a debate between two styles. I think you and me both tried it where I'll just buy a bunch of medium range players. And that never works. You need to basically funnel all your players, all of your resources into top scoring players and cheapies. Well, especially it becomes important, obviously, around the captain choice because, you know, they, they get the double points. So if you don't really have anyone that's a, a real yeah. standout of the captain's thing, you're, you're potentially walking away for, say, an extra 20, 30, 40 points yeah. each week that uh, could be could be a risk in, in those games. And leagues, I think, are becoming flatter now where there's not many easy games anymore in, fa- in fairly competitive leagues. The leagues that we play in, they're all fairly tough games. You can't really afford to leave 30, 40 points on the table. So you got to... When you're building a team, like who's my captain going to be is a good, important question. I don't know at what point you asked that. I got, I've set my team up so that I could have, I think, four captains that I'm reasonably happy with. And they, I've got four players that are in and around the 700k mark. I have two over 800. And then I have uh, about two, two others around the 700k mark. But then outside of that, it's like fairly low. There's not many other players around that mark. I try to spread the rest of the money around evenly. This year's been, I think, a weird year. In a lot of the cash cows weren't basement prices. They were just a bit above, so you got a lot of 300 K players. Yeah, and I think too, we haven't really seen a lot of even within that bottom yeah cheapy price. There isn't really any big debuts or rookies that are sort of around there that yeah. we would seen in previous. I mean, seasons. We were hoping that Sam Walker would debut, but. And Siswali, but Rooster's got two guns that they haven't uh, taken out of the holsters yet. Yeah, but we're hoping that would be middle year give us a, give give our players some relief. But yeah, there's definitely not that must have rookie or that must have 
young gun. You know, if you had to give that designation, you'd give it to Dane Laurie from the Tigers. Yeah, and then potentially um, the only other one, again, it's a little bit above that bottom price, is Tessie New for playing at centre. Uh, for the Broncos, so he's at he's at 263k. Um, played a bit of fullback last year. Uh, looks like he's going to play center, as I said, uh, with the Sarko at fullback. Uh, so he's another one that potentially to to make a bit of money um, yeah. because the center position is so hard to 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 make some money in that in that position just with the way that the scoring works. Yeah, I'm not sold because Tessie knew even at fullback was struggling to make decent points. So you'd be worried he'll be one of those centers that's just going to drag you down but it could go either way i liked i quite liked i think the two the three standouts to me at center were jack bought jack jack bird dylan walker and paul momoroski funny that i got momoroski right but not bird <laughs> what's uh what's your thoughts on james roberts i like james roberts if i had to extend it to four he'd be fourth on the list it's just coming off all the personal issues and injuries and that that has been coming off I had him a little bit lower in the pecking order. I know I have Jack Bird higher, but what fitness league player doesn't flirt with the idea of picking Jack Bird at centre every year before he gets injured? Yeah, I think I from last season I had him in the team before he went down before the, yeah, in the it's pre-season. a time on a tradition to pick Jack Bird at centre before he gets injured. He's such an explosive player, right? He's, he's you know he's he can break the line. He's he's pretty big. He's a big uh, big body. So yeah, it's definitely tempting to have him in your team. Now, obviously, it's disappointing because he was rumoured to be moving to lock this year, yeah. and it didn't work out in the off-season, so it looks like he's going to be a backline player at least for this year till he gets his bearings. Yeah, I think that, that would have been him. amazing, having him picking him at centre and having him pick up lock minutes. Yeah, for sure. It would have been a yeah, massive help because, like you said, centre is a, is a tough one. I think looking at it from a, a top player is like is low max. Um, who's like right up there in the um, in the six hundred? So, and outside of him, it, it sort of drops down. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it'd be a risk. I think it'd be a risk taking that sort of money on low max. Yeah. Um, and yeah, potentially uh, well, Jack Bird's yeah. a good option. You need to do the low max of last year, where people grabbed low max early and yep. he paid paid you off. You can't spend big money on a center, no. and that's backfires real quick. But you got to find a player that's going to make you decent money. I was upset that Capewell wasn't designated a center. Yep. Considering he played center instead of origin. Yeah. If you can play center instead of <laughs> origin, how are you not a center for fantasy league? Outrageous. Well, and then obviously the big thing this year that we've seen the change, which we haven't sort of touched on yet, is around the whole middles and edges. Yeah. So we do. We previously had the the front rowers and then the, I guess the back rowers and lock were combined, but we've, we've split yeah. that out. So I thought. Yeah. I thought it would mean nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not going to change anything. It has made it hard. Edges, harder. Edges are real to think, tough. Yeah, it's been kind of it's been weird what they've designated edges and middles because like some players I feel like should have dual designation. They haven't given it to them. Yeah. So I've you know I've always been of the thought that fantasy league should just have the forward pack, the hooker by itself, and then the rest of the forward pack is just universal. Yeah. Because in real life they just mix and change them around. Yeah. Any which way, but I think middles. Having three in the middle and two on the edges is more realistic. Yep. But it's like, it's a weird one. It's, it's we'll see how we go this season to, to see, yeah, see if it, uh, if it works. But, uh, it, uh, it's, it has been a bit tough to, like I said, around that edges one because there's plenty of good m- middles, but edges we struggle to, to get some quality, um, within that position or that, that grouping. So, right. well, yeah, we'll finish, we'll finish the app off with big money. Well, must-haves. Was that your big money must-have, your middle range must-have, and your cheapy must-have? Okay, so we're starting with our, our big, big money. What are we classing big as bucks. big money? Money's no option. You can just walk into a store, buy whatever you want. 
Okay. Um, well, he's the most expensive player in the game, and he's uh, he's probably the best player in the game. Uh, I was nearly nearly won the Delian last year. I think if you had to to spend all your money, I think Nathan Cleary uh, is is a, is a great option. Get your sixty seventy points pretty much nearly every week. Um, as you know, is is pretty consistent. If Par- uh, Parramatta, if Penrith go well, um, he's obviously gonna gonna score well. So I think if that's your your top one, I think he's the he's the one to to go for. If they weren't already sus- if they weren't suspended to start the season, I would have picked Payne Haas. But Payne Haas and Nathan Cleary is your one A one B. If you can't, if Payne Haas isn't gonna play, you got to take Nathan Cleary at one A. Okay, your middle middle dollar four to five hundred range, five fifty. Between 400 and 550, must have. Got to have them. I've actually gone for someone who's a little bit different. Um, well, uh, so with Boyd Corners out for at least the first couple of, uh, first 10, 10 or so rounds, I've actually gone for Tupanua. Um, I think, it, it's, like as I mentioned before, at an edge position, um, he, it's it's a tough one. Uh, to things, so to save a little bit of cash there, I think he's a is a good option. Um, we'll play big minutes, uh, and at four eighty five, like I said, we'll free up some cash. So for me, um, that's yeah, that's the the player I'd pick at uh, at that that uh, that mid range level. Yeah, that mid range level. I went. It's a little bit over the price range I gave you, but I'm running the podcast. <laughs> so what you gonna do about it? I went with Tino Fasamawali. Um, if I couldn't pick Tino. Then I quite liked Anthony Milford as a point of difference. Uh, cheapy, must have, got to have him, bargain basement buy. Uh, well, like we said before, has to be Dane Lowry, right? So, like Disagree, I... Disagree, but go on. Yeah, uh, fullback <laughs> has played, yeah, played uh, really well in the trial. Uh, went out to the game and, yeah, he he looked electric, uh, looked really good. Uh, Tigers, hopefully with the new forward pack with Tarmau and Offengawi, um, should get a bit more go forward, which will free up some space for him. So for me, yeah, Laurie uh, has to be in the team. Also, the golden rule trial form means nothing to me. Got him in my team because, you know, don't want to be shown to be an idiot, but I'm most excited about the only potential for Connor Watson. Which I think 350 under, I'd consider a cheapie. Um, I'd have second on that list, Jacob Little. Um, any spine player that's going to play big minutes or any f- for- middle forward that's going to play big minutes, I'm all over it. Fullbacks at cheap is I always feel like more of a risk picking a back because there's like less you don't know what the base stats are going to be, but I think Connor Watson's going to have to tackle, he's going to have to run, and also I've seen him play before. Dame Laurie haven't seen him play first grade, so if I can get an experienced player for three twenty three that's going to have big minutes in a big stat position, I'm all over that. You've signed me up. He's in, he's in my team. <laughs> I've already been sending you photos of it. Look how jacked he is. He's going to go so good in the middle. So I think yeah. I already sold you Started a while the ago. Start of the Connor Watson fan club. <laughs> yeah. uh, signing me up. Okay. <laughs> well, that brings us to an end of the first episode of Fantasy Frenzy for the Four Pointers. Make sure to tune in next week as we assess the, how they all went in their first week. And Jake probably cries a little bit. <laughs> After I score like 400. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think week one, last time I scored like 700, I went on to win the comp. So first week means nothing, but still tune in to find out how week two can go better. Thank you for joining us. See you guys next week. See ya.